0: You are listening to the Hello Sport podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport podcast, the home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Edward, I dare say the biggest interview in the history of the show, comfortably, the ferocious one. George Kambosos uh, ahead of the June five uh, undisputed lightweight championship bout, Marvel Stadium, available on main event via KO punters and dribblers. Make no mistake, George. Welcome. Thank you very much for having a chat to us. How are you doing?
1: absolute pleasure to be on guys thank you for having me I'm doing great feeling good and uh, getting close to the big date yeah. which is uh, exciting because you know, it's been a long hard preparation and uh, as we get closer and closer you know it's a it's a good time you I must say you look you look good are you a believer in look good feel good I am you yeah. gotta look good you gotta look the part yeah and uh, you feel good and I'm when you feel well. good can you r-
0: off the cuff rate right how we're dressed uh, you nice, guys look all right. A nice
1: casual look. Yeah.
0: yeah, Not as good as I am at no. the moment, but that's a casual look. Yeah. He's not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to, we didn't want to, you know, upstage. You no, know. I did think about it, but I opted against it. Yeah, I was, he actually, I was, actually
2: said at home today, mate, should I wear a turtleneck? And I'm like, I don't know. I
0: don't know if this is the right vibe. I'm going to get bitched from the start. I'm going to look silly. Now, you're a rugby league fan. We are going to talk boxing, obviously, but we're rugby league fans as well. You're a Roosters fan. I am a Roosters man. yep. uh, we're Manly fans. You know, don't hold that against us. We were just hoping to kick things off. You were—you'd be prepared to admit that the 2013 grand final was a rigged event, or that maybe some referee calls. Yeah. Are you prepared to make that statement here I'm, today?
1: I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, make that statement. Are you but, sure? Um, you know, we, we uh, had a good win against you guys earlier this year. I disagree. And I was there. I was I was watching the game live and. You know, supporting the boys, so it was good to you see... Didn't think, you didn't think Maloney's ball was forward? Or Sonny's <laughs> ball to Maloney? No, we didn't... No, no, not back then. It was a beautiful ball and <laughs> yeah. you know, went under the post.
2: OK. <laughs> well, look, we'll agree to disagree. Um, Respectfully. Which is really good um,
1: At the end of the day, it's the ones who's uh, holding the trophy. By any means.
0: Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, we're not holding on to it or anything. Um, for those that, you know, living... Maybe living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise, uh, you know, last November you won... It's, I mean, it's not the undisputed championship or lightweight champion. It's the unified, but technically it's the undisputed. It's a little confusing, I've got to admit. And often boxing, with all the belts, it can be. As you take on Haney, you both hold WBC belts. Can yeah, look, of just explain. I, I got that the works? super belt. The franchise belt was
1: created as a super title, a title for the big name fighters, the guys who won't have any mandatories that slow the process of the big fights. Now the fans want the big fights. Mm. So in that process, the WBC franchise super title is a great concept because it allows the fans to get the big fights. Now, in that process, a regular belt was created with Devon Haney getting it, not inside the ring, through an email, through whatever way he got it because he was the interim. He had an interim belt. He was a guy who was close to getting a title shot but wasn't there yet. But when this whole process was made with a super belt, he was given the WBC regular belt. So he became a world champion with never having the pleasure of actually doing it in the ring. Now, right. my belts that I own now have been passed on through champions. Vasily Lomachenko had, all, had the three belts, the WBC franchise, obviously the WBC regular belt at that stage, then he was moved to a franchise belt. He had the WBA super belt and the, and the uh, WBO. Lopez had the IBF when they fought. Lopez shocks the world, takes all them belts. November 27th comes. I fight Lopez, I shock the world, and take all them belts. So, really, this is the undisputed. Plus, I have that beautiful ring magazine, which is the lineal champion. You're the the top. Beautiful belt. A lot of pride in that belt. And I'm very uh, humbled to have that belt. It's a dream of mine from a young kid.
2: On, On that belt specifically... We've had it tried to be explained to us a couple of times and it, it, it goes a little bit over my head. Can you explain what the lineal belt is and how you earn it? So the lineal belt is a belt that is not a sanctioning body. You have
1: your WBC, you have your WBA, you have your WBA and your IBF. Mm. The lineal belt is a belt created where they don't get any sanctioning fees. It is given to the true champion, the guy who they recognise as the top of the division. Now, there are some divisions that, aren't, that do not have the lineal belt given to one of the champions because they don't feel that they have the right to even hold that belt. This belt is given to the elite, the top guys, and, you know, I'm one of them and I, and I hold that belt, you know, with a, with a lot of
2: uh, honour. Mm. Tyson Fury, I know, has got one of the lineal belts. Yeah. So You're in you're an elite class. I was reading somewhere that if you were to win, and we believe you will, June 5th, you will be just the seventh fighter to win all the belts in the division since they started the new, a new class in 2004. Is that right? Yeah, look, then we go back to this whole
1: undisputed, disputed clause, you know, where I already won it. I already got the undisputed, but this is the way it's meant to be is Mm. I get to do it again in (laughs) front of my people, in front of Australia to give them an event that they've never seen before. So, really, this is the first in history when it's two-time undisputed (laughs) in the same division. (laughs) So, uh, this is all history for me. And, you know, of course, you know, we'll go amongst... Officially, for the 20% or 30% that don't agree, but for the other 60 70%, I already am. Mm.
0: The win against uh, Lopez, again, Eddie and I are not boxing historians, but certainly the greatest achievement from an Australian boxer in our time. Where does it sit? Is it the greatest achievement to you in uh, the history of Australian boxing, That yes. your, your win over By that? By far. Uh, this,
1: this victory that I had against CFM Lopez was the greatest victory in Australian history. You've got to look at the belts on offer. You've got to look at who I fought, who I beat to take the belts. A guy who was the hottest thing in, in American boxing, world boxing, one of the biggest names in world boxing, in his prime, in his hometown, I had to do this, mm. against all odds, against so, through so many postponements and adversities. I beat him, so they can't compare. And this victory not only was it the greatest victory in Australian history, it puts me as the greatest fighter in Australian history. Yep. That's no dis- disrespect to anybody. That's uh, the facts. And if they don't like the facts, they can look at box record, see the victories these other guys had compared to the victories I
2: have had. There was a lot of shit talked in the lead-up to that fight between you and Lopez, and, like, it was clear to all there that he didn't respect you at all. Like, he was talking a lot of shit about knocking you out in the first round. When you dropped him at the end of that first round, did you see the fucking smirk wipe straight clean off his face? Or? It was a great uh, moment, you yeah. know, but I
1: visualised that. i I seen that, that moment so many times. The actual commentators, maybe 10, 15 seconds before I, I threw that shot, said it that Kambosa said he's gonna hurt him he's gonna catch him early and all of a sudden boom so this is something that I've seen for mm. so many years I, I, I see these victories I see these moments I said it so many years ago that I'll win my titles overseas and I'll come back and fight in a mega stadium fight in a super fight in Australia and here we are yeah and I see that I'm gonna beat Devin Aini bad so the um, uh,
0: when like your, I guess when the title is your goal, right, and it's all you're thinking about when you're training for years before fights that aren't for the title, but that's always the end goal. You hear fighters say that, like, not all, but that, you know, maybe the feeling, it was, didn't feel like you expected. Maybe it felt better. Maybe it didn't feel as good. Was there anything surprising about the feeling when you finally got it? Was it as good? Has it been?
1: Yeah, it just, it was just a great victory. It was something that I knew. My small team knew. The people around me knew that. We were going to achieve this. We were going to win this fight. So it wasn't a shock. It wasn't a, a one lucky punch. No. I had to go through 12 rounds. I had to go through my own adversity round 10 mm. to get that win. Yeah. So many other guys would have said, you know what, I've done enough today. I'll get my respect. I'll be in another big fight. Obviously, there'll be a lot of opportunities. But for me, it wasn't enough. I was willing to die. I was prepared to do whatever it took. And again, in this fight.
0: But walking around as a champ now, you're like, oh, yeah, this is as fucking awesome as I was expecting to be. Just having it, you
1: know? Yeah, look, it's a great feeling, but I know how quick that feeling can go. So Mm. that's what puts me on edge. That's what keeps me sharp. That's what makes me continue to work harder and harder every day because ultimately, yeah, the belts are fantastic. They're great. The hardware, you know, the status is, is amazing, but it's for the passion and the love of the sport. I love the sport. If there was no belts on the line, no money on the line... Like so many times in my career, I still fight. I still get myself up in the morning mm. and put in the hard work. So the passion lies down of how much I love the sport. The belts are just there. They're the hardware. They're there to show that, hey, I am a world champion, but I knew many years before
0: I ever held the belts that I was a world champion. When did my that head. feeling come about? Because, like, obviously, I know there's a, some stories around, like, at one point, you have to pick boxing or footy, but when you take boxing seriously, when's the point where you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. How quickly or how easy is it to get that into your mind?
1: I think around 16, yeah, 15, 16, somewhere there is when it really set stone and I said, I'm good at this. I can be somebody. I can be a world champion. I can be at the top of my craft and do this, you know, day in, day out. That's where it really sunk in where I was having a lot of success, not only in my amateur fights, but in my sparring against guys that were really good professionals, guys that were on their way to fighting for a world title while I'm only 16, 17, beating them up. Mm. So I said, you know what, my time will come. And I'm very patient. Things don't happen just overnight. This has been a 10-year journey in the professional ranks, let alone all my amateur fights. And this has uh, been a long, hard journey.
2: Punders and dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. Bang, Rosé on there, code Manly, 50 bucks off a case, pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right.
1: gullet it up. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of fighters, if they were in my shoes, gone through the journey that I've had to go through, probably would have thrown in the towel. But I stuck true to, to what I believed. I stuck true to how hungry I, I was for that situation, how hungry I am now as a champion, to get to, uh, to the top and to continue being the best. I was
2: looking at your boxing record um, in the lead-up to this interview and it, it seemed to me, at least, that when you started sparring with Manny Pacquiao and you did, I think, three title fights with him, yeah. is that when you started getting noticed more internationally in the US and you, I think you started fighting on some of his undercards? Was that the thing that like, sort of you know, catapulted you a little bit? Yeah, look, it gave me more opening small doors
1: where Manny's a legend, I was a part of that team, I'm sparring him as his main sparring partner, but ultimately, I had to put in the work. Mm. If I wasn't showing myself who I am and what I believed in and how good I was in the sparring sessions, then he would have sent me home. He would have mm. said no. Nah. The that... first camp would have yeah. sent me home. Yeah, So,
0: I had to make it work. But is that? Do you get a lot of belief from that, though? You know, so when you're in there with Manny, and like, you know, you're like, holy shit, it's Manny Pacquiao. But then when you are sparring with yeah. him, that might you must have like, I guess there would have been lessons you took from that, but also a lot of, like, I mean, you're already confident anyway, but like even more confidence from being able to sort of hang with him.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, when you're in there with a legend, an all-time great, a guy who has done so much more than anyone when it comes to titles and divisions than any other fighter in the world uh, and in boxing history. And you're mixing it with him day in, day out. You know that you are elite. You are there. It's just patient. It's your time. Your time will come. And he was saying it that you're ready for a championship right now. You're ready to be world champion right now. But uh, me be so patient and knew that it wasn't my time 100%. I wasn't ready
0: 100% i said, say, no, my time will come. It's not yet. How does it work with sparring in, in a situation like where, obviously... Well, I assume when you are sparring with him, you are wanting to sort of go at him a little bit, but you're also, I get... Like, is it a friendly relationship as well, but you're still sort of trying to towel each other up? Look, that's that's the uh, boxing. Yeah. You can be best
1: mates, and I've got best mates that are fighting and are fighting on June 5th, but when we step inside the ring to do sparring or we're doing anything, you know, tactical, we're going to go... Mm. hell and leather and that's what it was with me and Manny Pacquiao yes we're running together we're eating together you know we're talking and, and and having a laugh together but when we're in the ring i'm there serving a job and he's trying to prepare to the best of his ability so if i can knock him out or he can knock me out so be it that's that's the fight game mm. did you ever drop him sparring no i never dropped him I <laughs> landed <laughs> some very good shots but yeah. uh he never dropped me i never dropped him yeah, well, nah. and uh, there was a lot a lot of rounds, 250 rounds and look Jeez. the respect i have for that man is. He's second to none. Do you, you keep know. in touch? Does he sort of... I do. I do keep in touch. And, um, you know, he's, he's so, uh, you know, happy of what I've achieved. You know, he put out a, a great message after my victory against Lopez. And, obviously, he was waiting to see if uh, he would become president of the, of the Philippines. Unfortunately, that's not the case. He's going to have to wait another few more years. So, hopefully, that opens up the door now for him to come back to Australia and, you know, be their president, be their ringside to wow. Watch me uh, do the business against Devin Haney. So that is the word around town.
0: Really?
2: Is yeah. Well, I hope he's out here for it. We might even meet. We him might even fun. meet. Yeah, Manny, we might yeah. Have been saying, yeah, yeah. Well, he might be a dear friend by the end of it. Um, is there one lesson you learned from Manny that you sort of carry with you above others? Yeah. All those? Um From the ring, there were so many lessons.
1: From yeah. training, so many lessons. But more, how to respect people outside of the ring. Doesn't matter if it's. You know, the, the president or a most famous actor or a most famous sportsman or a homeless person walking on the side of the street. Everybody's human. Everyone is, is the same. You show that respect to everybody. And that's what I learned. That's what I saw firsthand from him giving back and supporting his people. And that's what I'm trying to do to the best of my ability, to support my people, to talk to everybody, to give advice and inspiration and motivation to, to everybody and show respect to everybody.
0: Sounds like he's a pretty good dude, old Manny. Um, on to the fight with Haney. Um, in the presser, I think it was to announce the fight, it just, it just seemed like you were running rings around him in terms of, like, it wasn't even like it was, a, like, outrageous shit talk, but you could just see that he was biting on the things you were saying. I think you called him a kid at one point, and he's like, I'm a man, call me a man. And you're like, bro, that makes you seem like you're a kid. <laughs> just relax. Do you go in there with a plan to do that? Do you see a weakness in him and go, like, I reckon I can get him? Or is it just you're just sort of flying flowing with it? For the Lopez fight? Sorry. for, for the Devin fight? For for yeah, 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 so yeah, for the
1: Haney fight, uh, very easily got under his skin. So with easy. the Lopez fight, I got under his skin. You know, um, it took a little bit of, of working, not too hard, and got under his skin. But for the Haney fight, we're not even in the flesh. Mm. We're on a... You know, I'm there at Marvel Stadium. He's on a screen in Los uh, Angeles, and all I had to do was a couple of things, mm. just having fun, not even really intentionally trying to you know, aggravate him. Yeah. If he wants me to really intentionally aggravate him and things that I'm gonna put out there real soon, <laughs> then you know, if he's gonna jump at little things, yeah. he's gonna be uh, his mind's gonna be blown because um, you know I'm very sharp with the mental warfare, getting into the to the minds of every fight I fight, and he's gone out and said that. George's uh, biggest thing is he gets in the mind of fighters. Well, it's not going to work for me. He won't get in the mind of, my, of, of his. Well, if he's going to the media already, I'm already in his head. He so doesn't to tell f- anybody.
2: Yeah. Have you ever had a fighter
1: whose head you couldn't get in? <laughs> no,
0: every fight I've,
1: I've got into the head and yeah. uh, I break him down.
0: What's, um, for those that maybe don't know much about Haney, like what's his... So what, is the things that, what are his strengths, I guess, and how do you see the fight going? Look,
1: Haney is a good boxer, but he's not elite.
0: You
1: know, he hasn't been tested against a guy in his prime, a champion in his prime, a guy that brings so much to the table. I'm faster than him. I'm stronger than him. I've got a better chin than him. My stamina condition is levels above his. My footwork is better than his. My defence is better than his. He gets hit a lot and he gets hurt a lot. Yes, I got put down in Round 10 against Lapers, but that was my mistake. You look back, Throughout the whole fight, the sharpness, the movement. So they will find out the hard way.
2: June 5th, like they all have. Mm. He's another king, supposedly. He will fall as well to the emperor. 60,000 people expected at Marvel Stadium. Like, Australians will be there, Greeks will be there. Probably won't be many Yanks, thank God. But, like, are you pumped <laughs> to fight in front of your own people? Like, what does that mean to you? There will be a couple Yanks, my, my, my coaches, yeah. Because yeah, they're <laughs>
1: Yanks. Yeah, but they're on my side. <laughs> so, uh, look, Devon's got to... Uh, deal with the crowd, that's his problem, but at the end of the day, it's me and him in that ring. But the motivation, inspiration and and the feeling I have to be back home after five years, to be fighting in front of my people, you know, the Aussies, the Greeks and so many people coming in to support worldwide as well, support me. You know, it's going to be an amazing feeling and I know it's going to lift me more and more, but I've got business to handle. It doesn't matter if there's one person in there or
0: 60,000, I will handle business the right way like I always have. Just, uh, just before we let you go, a couple of quick ones. You were quoted in the media the other day. We found this very interesting that you abstained from sex pre-fight, or at least you did Lopez, and you are for this one. How are you going? Yeah, look, I got three kids, so uh, it's probably
1: <laughs> give me giving me a lot of help. Uh, but yeah, I think it's been a little bit. You blown know, out, of blown proportion. out of proportion, you know. Me and my wife, uh, you know, we're good, so <laughs> know, I don't want to boast too much. Is
0: it, is it like a discipline sort of thing, though, for you when you're doing it? Yeah, it's more a discipline,
1: more, um, you know, dedication, things that we've always done in our uh, career. And it's the 0.1% mm. that you continue to do. There's so many things that I do to make sure that there are no stones ever unturned and we continue to, you know, have great success. And, you know, I'm 28, 29 you know and uh, coming in June you know, a couple of weeks after the fight so you know, I've got a few more good years mm. but I look after my body physically mentally and um, you know this is gonna be a long journey but you know there'll be a lot of time to enjoy but for now I'm here building legacy I'm here yeah. building history and I'm here I got Australia on my back Greece on my back and you know here we are the, the face of Australian boxing probably the face of, of Australian sport right now absolutely and I can't wait to, to have my whole country behind me June 5th. Yeah. We are going to war. This is a battle. And I'm your, your emperor. Well, you pumped me up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <You pump me laughs> Absolutely. He Absolutely.
0: Well, mate, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to have a chat with us. Good luck on June 5th. Uh, can't wait to watch you do the, do the damn thing. And, uh, yeah, all the best. I
1: really appreciate luck, it, mate. guys. And Cheers. thank you for having me on. And, you know, Australia, Greece, all my fans' support, you know, your, your, your champion will continue to uh, reign on the throne.
0: Love it. Love, Love to it. hear it. Thank you, mate. Thanks, appreciate Thank you so much. She's beautiful. Could you two just not talk anymore?